What's up, everybody? It's Chad. We're back again with episode four of season two. I'm here with my buddy AP over here. He joined me today, drove up all the way from Santa Teresa, fought all that traffic and everything, and we're here today. So luckily we're here, and we're going to get you guys this episode. But before that, i got to talk a little bit about the sponsor. So thank you to Quality Packaging uh, for sponsoring today's episode, and actually they're the sponsor for the rest of the month. Um, quality Packaging for your packaging needs, in compliance, great communication, many packaging prices or uh, packaging um, off, uh, options, totally custom and on time. Contact Josh Viegas for business inquiries um, and estimates. The phone number is 575-571-6288 or you can email Koala Customs, customs with a K, 210 at gmail.com and you can find them on Instagram at Koala T Customs with a K. All right, let's get on to the episode and everything. As I said, thank you so much, man, for joining me today. Hey, man, thank you for having me. Heck man. yeah, brother. I appreciate anytime. it, man. Heck yeah, yeah It's always a pleasure kicking in with you, you know what I mean, and uh, you know what you bring to the game and to, to everything. I'm sure we're going to get into that, though, so I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead. Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. So we'll get into it. So, you know, we'll just dive right into it about you and everything. You know, you go by uh, AP or Strictly 420, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Strictly is actually a name that I got in high school. That uh, I just stuck with, and I've been using that kind of as my handle for okay. a long time. It was strictly AP. Then I just hopped, you know, when I decided to commit fully to making cannabis content, I just decided, you know, strictly cannabis, like what I, IS is, was taken. So yeah. I just put cannabis, you know, a little, little play on the words. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's strictly 420, 710, all that kind of vibes. Dope, man. Right, that's good to hear. I, I kind of always wondered that, so I appreciate you know you sharing with everybody. Yeah. So, and and uh, oh, my bad to cut you off. No, go but, ahead. But strictly, uh, actually, is inspired from uh, EPMD, which okay. is a rap group back from like the eighties or nineties. My mm-hmm. mom used to listen to them heavy. Really. And they got an, they got an album called Strictly Business. Ah. And then after okay. that, I always apply strictly to everything that I did. Like yeah. it was like I'm strictly this, I'm strictly that. Like yeah. you know, sticking to me. So it's been something that's, you know, almost your whole life that you've been going. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just wanted to give a little bit more insight because, like you said, you was wondering. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. some people ask about the Invader Kush thing. And I was like, it's about my late dog. He invaded my life. So, you know, oh, his okay. name was Kush. You know, Steve, so. Steve, my homie Steve, that yeah. you had met, he loves that day, bro. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to look with Chad. He's like, oh, Invader Kush? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool little name, man. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I've had fine. it for a while, too. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. It's dope. So enough about me. You know, tell everybody a little bit about yourself then. You know, like, where you come from, you know, uh, what you bring to the cannabis industry, how long you've been in the cannabis industry. Cool. So um, I, I'm i originally from New Jersey, East Coast boy, you know, born and raised. I've been here in, um, you know, New Mexico area for about the last year, yeah. on and off between like, you know, uh, El Paso and out here a little bit. And then yeah. now I finally made the transition over the last six months moving to Santa Teresa. And, you know, that's been a blessing. It's been amazing, you know, to kind of live in a, in a state where... I can we can use freely and not really worry about any stipulations. I mean, not necessarily worry, not worry, but you yeah. know, it's a lot. It's definitely a little bit more of a, a, a relaxed environment for yeah. people like us. So growing up, you know, it was a very big, um, you know, stigma with it. Obviously, coming from a Latino family too, like yeah. my mom didn't really play none yeah. of those devil's yeah. lettuce and yep. whatnot. So <laughs> you know, I kind of grew into cannabis use a little bit uh, later in life more along along like 19 or 20. I would feel I feel like, you know, most people kind of step into it a little bit younger than that. Maybe like high school they try for the first time or something. Yeah. yeah but college yeah. was my first time. And then the way that I kind of got into cannabis, I just fell in love with the plant. And I'm really big on just like quality of like things that I'm putting into my body. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's eating or, you know, drinking or, you know, smoking, I want to make sure I'm smoking the best and I'm taking care of myself in that respect. So like I just kind of wanted to start learning. The first thing I bought, <clears throat> excuse me, 
was uh, the Horticulture Bible by uh, Jorge Cervantes. Okay. And like, that's the first thing I kind of ever tapped in with when it came to cannabis. And um, I was, you know, mainly involved in the traditional market growing up. And then, like all. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and now I'm trying to find my way, my niche in this, you know, uh, what do we call it? What do you like to call it? The, oh, the legal market? landscape. Legal landscape? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Or, okay. the, or oh. the adult use market. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get my, you know, my imprint in the adult, use, the adult use market. I'm really, you know, as, as you know, in the content curation format right now, just yeah. trying to bring light to, I feel like the brands that are bringing forward the best kind of quality and taking care of people's lungs and things that I respect. Yeah. Um, and after that, you know, who knows? I think I do have a pretty good nose and, and palette for things. So maybe, you know, stepping into some more curation with some brands um, and definitely trying to tie in fitness into yeah. cannabis. It's a very big integral part of my life. So um, and like I said, putting, you know, what we have into our bodies and taking care of them is just as important. So, you know, we can't just smoke. Good. We got to treat our bodies. good. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, and even with my vets, you know, who deal with PTSD and they use cannabis, I have to tell them. You can't just smoke weed and sit on the couch. You know, you got to do things too. You got to yeah. proactively better yourself, you know, seek therapy, work out, find a hobby, garden, something, you know, sure. like, you know, even video games. A lot of my, my buddies, you know, they, their outlet is a lot of video games, you know, mm. just it's the stimulation that, you know, for some reason that we get and we need. Um, and I understand I've, I've dealt with it myself. So no, it's a hundred percent. You just got to make people understand that there's more to it, you know, than just, oh, I'm going to smoke weed and this and that. Like, well, there's more to it, you yeah. know, you stay very active. You know, I do myself too. You know, I try to work out every other day, you know, and try to, you know, keep an active, you know, uh, life while I consume cannabis at the same time. For and sure. it's possible, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a very, very busy guy, you yeah. know, and so it's... I'm always uh, seeing you on the run. You yeah. Know, you're never not going. So, you know, you're you're a true testament to that. And, you know, that's why one of the reasons why I think a lot of us look up to you and, you know, you, we see you as a motivator, right? Yeah. To want to do more because you you just project that. You lead by example. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's one thing that, you know, with, with leadership that I, I really do... I really do try to harness is, you know, trying to lead by example, you know, like that if you're not leading by example, then someone else is going to do the same way that you're doing it and they see that and they're going to do it wrong or et cetera, et cetera. So exactly. just, it goes down. So yeah, you, you try to lead by example and show everybody else how it's done. So yeah, I appreciate that. But how long, so you started using cannabis when you were a kid, right? Right. Like, like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, would say, I would say like the first time I ever consumed cannabis, I was probably about like 16 years old, okay. 17 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I, I had graduated, no, 17 years old. Cause I had graduated pretty early and then I had went to college. So it was in the summer in between high school and college, like parties and whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. going away to school, smoking um, at cans, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? An apple and shit. Like, yeah. yeah oh, excuse me. An apple. This is, um, oh, you can cut somewhere. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my bad, ma. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like that was probably the first time. Um, but then I would say like regular consumption of cannabis would actually had came when I met uh, Steve. Funny yeah. enough, he was like the first person to really show me, I guess, um, like there's levels to this stuff. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And like I had my first dab and all of that kind of things. Like I started smoking flour regularly and then out of nowhere, like and within the same span of like a week or two, took my first dab too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I felt like that's pretty expedited compared to how most people usually have their introduction and stuff like that. So I was kind of like with both for a little bit, but definitely leaning towards like flower consumption for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And that's how most of us, you know, especially from you know the younger generations before legalization. That's how most of us started was from flower. You know, there really yeah. wasn't. And to be honest, there wasn't any you know wax rosins and stuff when i was young at you know, all like it was the only thing you'd find is like <clears throat> afghanistan you know hash yeah you know, like the, the brown hash yeah well, the first things i remember were just like 
big ass parchment papers of, of shatter. Yeah, yeah. Or just yeah. like little drums of crumble that look disgusting. Yeah, like, yeah. You're just like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. Mocos, dude. I call yeah. them mocos. Yeah. <laughs> real, real. Like, that's what I remember. Like compared to now, it's night and day. Like, yeah. You know, it's night and day for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so what brought you to New Mexico? Like, what made you want to come to? You know, out of all places. You could have went to Arizona. You could have went to California. You could have went to Nevada. Yeah. You know, what, what brought you to New Mexico? So um, I was actually living in El Paso for a little bit prior, like I was saying. And, mm-hmm. and um, it just was obviously close. And yeah. I got to experience it. I've been to California. I'm not a fan, really. Like, I'll be honest. It's just not my cup of tea. I think it's just an East Coast thing. Like, we just don't like West Coast. Like, (laughs) Like, that's a real thing. Yeah, no, it is. I'm starting to realize, like, I just don't like the way things are set up out there. I noticed the New York boys hated Hawaii. Really? Hated it. Yeah, every New York boy hated Hawaii because it was an island. Oh, but see, I like islands, though. Yeah. You know, I live in in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Yeah, I live in Puerto Rico for a minute. So, it's like, you know, it's that's... You know what what it is for me. I love yeah. being around by the ocean. Yeah, me too. But yeah, Cali's just different. It just stink different out there. Like the 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 trash looks different. The people <laughs> are different. Everything. Yeah. I just don't really. I don't get the hype as much. So there's that. Arizona. I haven't really explored as much. You know, there's a couple um, brands I've tried from Arizona, but besides that, I haven't really had anything that like specifically has drawn me there. Yeah. But when it comes to New Mexico, I just feel. In general, with all the like landscapes out here, when it comes to like the mountains and yeah. and just the open, wide open skies, like I don't experience none of that growing up. Yeah. So it's like this for me is like a whole new thing. Yeah. And it just it just made me feel in a different way at home. Like I, I felt like I really grew into an adult here. You yeah. know what I mean? Mentally yeah. and like ready to take the next step. You know, um, you know, we purchased a house together. You know, me and my girl, and like that was. The thing that really was like, oh yeah, like, damn, I'm gonna be here probably for the next like chapter of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I and I made the decision to be here just because I feel like the culture as well when it comes to not only cannabis but like actually being New Mexicans is like authentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there is a sense of pride here that's not in every state right now or yeah. not in everywhere in the states. You know what I mean? You see that Zia and, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's cool. It's dope, and it's like. I just love being around prideful people. I yeah. feel like it breeds, you know, strong, like, you know, strength in a, yeah. in a way. You know, at the same time, you know, there is, you know, ignorance in that when it comes to a certain point, but I don't think that's the case here. And then when it comes to the cannabis community, I feel like it's so different from all the other markets in yeah. general. Like, it just feels so different. Cali is so, like, don't get me wrong, it's the Mecca, right? Like, we got, we have to acknowledge that, the best genetics. Everything came from Cali at this yeah. point, right? Or whatever the case may be. But, you know, as we know, we got we got dudes from over here in New Mexico doing big things, too. Yeah. And, you know, you're wearing one of them right now. Yeah. You know, he's he could easily smoke with the top tiers. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Zach, for yeah. real. You he know, he could, easily, he could easily smoke with the best packs out he's there. He's been growing for three years. <laughs> Four now, I guess. Not, <laughs> not out of a what? Out of a context? What, that's what they called, right? What was the containers called? That he, he oh, grows? the Connexes. Connexes. Yeah, yeah the Connexes, yeah. Of, yeah. I lived in one of those in Iraq. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always imagine, like, when I was living in the city and I'd be chilling on the pier, I'd always imagine living in one of those. Oh, it like, sucks. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. I, I, mean, shit, I was homeless for a little bit, so you know, yeah. it was like, yo, I could probably throw away one of these. <laughs> like, you could, you yeah. know, to be honest, but yeah, they, they suck, especially in the summer. Oh, it's oh, the worst in the God. summer, dude. It's a no, can. That must be crazy. But yeah. yeah, I just um, the the culture here when it comes to whole cannabis wise, you know, the community is super dope. Like, you know, I haven't seen 
every every community has its flaws, but you know, in this one, I feel like there's there's more good than bad for sure. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of togetherness in our in our community for, for the sure. most part. Yeah, like I said, like you said, there's some issues, but it's not like other places, you know, with their issues. Like you know, you're gonna get people who have you know the little bad blood or whatever, but. It's not as bad as like California. Yeah. You know, California yeah, yeah, is on another different yeah, level with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like I watch it all the time, and I'm like, "Whoo, you guys are, you guys are like burning like Rome right now." Deep is for yeah. real over there, yeah. and like you know, between everything, it's just getting messy. It's it's um, but you know, I think, and I saw something the other day. It was like an argument versus, uh, like legalization and decriminalization. Yeah, and it was like. You know, once you get into that legalization aspect, the commercialization is also incorporated, right? Yeah. And that makes everybody get so money hungry and money yeah. crazy. And I feel like that's just what's going on in Cali, right? Like, to yeah. a degree, like, don't get me wrong, people are definitely feeling offended if somebody, you know, steps on their genetics or, like, tries to rebrand something and something's not. But at the end of the day, it's paper we're talking about, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, guns and butter, as they say. Right, right. right. 100%. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the money makes people do weird things. And, you know, especially when there's the thought of money and everyone's been told for so long, oh, yeah, cannabis is, uh, you know, you're pretty much printing money. You're doing this. I'm like, no, you don't just open your doors and say I have cannabis and you're going to sell it. Yeah. Like, especially here in New Mexico right now, like maybe in April 1st of 2022, you know, would that be the case? But here, you know, January, almost February of 2024, total different case. Oh, yeah. There's oversaturation. There's so many options. There's way more product out there you know like auto cannabis you know that i'm wearing right now they weren't around in 2022 right away you know then it took them a little bit to get online and once you know all these other guys started coming out and they're like oh shit you know we got some good fire coming on and now we're starting to see a lot of the customer base change what they want you know they're, mm -hmm. they're starting to go okay we have all this mass-produced cannabis it's not good and it's cheap but let's try this you know ten dollar gram one or you know, something like that, maybe $12 gram one that, you know, is better quality. And some of them are starting to move that direction. Like, oh, I don't have to smoke as much cannabis if it's good. You know, if yeah. it's a better quality, I don't have to smoke as much. You realize that. And I feel like it's, again, I tie it back into like fitness and health. Yeah. Like when you go. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fitness and health portion of, you know, what you do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, well, me personally, I've been a trainer for about the last seven years. Um, I've been a athlete my whole life like as long as i can remember yeah. it wasn't always the best one but yeah. I've, I've always worked my yeah. butt off you know what i mean to make sure i can contend with the best of the best yeah and i just feel like it's something that has instilled the discipline and the motivation in me around life that you know you can take to everything yeah and when it came to you know the health aspect and when it came when it comes to cannabis consumption i look at it just like food like literally I'm putting all this stuff in my body. I'm I, I shop at Sprouts or Whole Foods every once in a while because at the end of the day, like yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. But if I invest this money right now, am I gonna have to pay for it later in medical bills? And yeah, and yeah, this and that. Like you know what I mean? I, I look at it in that kind of perception, and I look at my cannabis the same exact way. I rather spend fifteen dollars on a gram yeah. if I know you know. I'm not going to have this rasp. I'm not going to have that cough. I'm not going to feel... You're not going to run into mold. Yeah. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I'm like, you know, there's there's so many factors that I feel like come into play. And like, yeah, is your ash white or whatever the case. But if it's smoking and it's making you feel good, I think is the number one thing. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. in all aspects, not just in like having you zooted, right? Like yeah. it's more so too about, you know, being able to enjoy something, being able to actually smoke it and enjoy it and like... um have a how can I say just more of a of a correlation to it besides getting hot. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I just respect that a lot. And then when it comes into the fitness, there's so much research right now being done as how cannabis can actually correlate 
yeah. to helping us with fitness, right? You know, cannabis is made for us basically with our endocannabinoid system. And it's the same thing that works with all of our receptors for how we, you know, how we feeling after we work out mm -hmm. and those runner's highs and those gym highs, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's only apparent to me that they go hand in hand. Yeah. Like, and not in an abuse situation, but a use situation. Yeah. And I think that might be a disconnect that needs some, like, clearing up. Yeah. Because I could be honest, I probably abuse cannabis. Like, I probably smoke too much for myself. Like, but in a way that I have learned to adapt to, right? Yeah. But um, we, I think as we go forward with research and things of that nature, they'll actually be able to find out so, like, specific dosaging for somebody that just wants to use it for the gym. Yeah, or exactly. Of that yeah, or, you know, maybe we'll find different cultivars down the line, you know, that work better in tandem with, you know, working out, you know, or maybe running. Because for myself, you know, I, I kind of stay more on the sedative side or the indica side, as, for, um, as, as you will, you know, you know, some of us uh, use different terminology in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, but more on the sedative side, you know, with PTSD, you don't really want to be too up, you know, with, the, with what I have. So um, I tend to use the indica side. So I will use cannabis after I work out because if I use the, you know, the sedative stuff during, I feel too weak. Too because lethargic. my body's too, yeah, I'm too relaxed. Okay. And so afterwards, it's better for me because I'm a little sore, you know, this and that. You know, okay, let me get these kinks out, you know, use cannabis afterwards. And that seems to benefit me too. So if you are out there and you have the same issue as me, try using cannabis afterwards. Um, you know, some people just can't use it during because of the way your body is, the cannabis that you use or whatever. Um, and that's a tip for you. And some people are like, oh, yeah, I love you know, uh, taking a sativa and then going running. I'm like, that's fine, you know, all, yeah. all day, you yeah. know. I have a bunch of friends like that, you know, that they get that running shot before they start running. Yeah, right? exactly, right. right. <laughs> like, no, it's for sure different strokes for different folks. That's how yeah. I put it for everything. Like, that's just like yeah. somebody how, that's just like somebody takes their pre-workout in the middle of their workout rather than at the end. It's the same thing. Like, you yeah. know, if, say, the one, the thing that they're, test, they're testing are actually at Colorado University right now is with runners specifically and with gummies. Okay. So they'll be, sometimes they do it incrementally. Sometimes they do it, you know, they're just trying all the trials and all the different ways that it can align with the body. Interesting. So they like do mid-session sometimes because like if you're a long distance runner, you usually need carbs in the, medium, yeah. in the middle of your run or something like yeah. that. So they usually have like these gel packs and stuff. So they oh, nice. basically did them THC infused. Yeah. So it was a 10 milligram dosage. And then you see a spike in the theta zone in the brain waves and whatnot. So then basically you just get in that zone. Oh, okay. So it just zones you. And, yeah. Because I remember I, I was a distance runner growing up. You know, my brother's okay. actually, he ran for CU. He ran track oh, and sure. uh, cross country for CU. He's a, a cha national champion runner. And um, so, you know, I have some of the genes. And so I, I ran myself. Crazy. And yeah. I remember the focusedness that you would get to once you snap into it and you're just focused and you don't even realize yeah. how fast you're running. Yo, it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's it's nuts. That's literally the theta state. That's what it's yeah. called in the brain. And like that's like what we as athletes know is the zone. Yeah. Right? When the basket yeah. looks like a freaking Yeah, ocean. or a football play, you don't hear anything, you just see what's going on in slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they're just like, I guess, figuring out how to get people there to get more engaged with exercise. And I think that's super dope. And I yeah, cool. and then, you know, obviously, like you said, afterwards is like that how it plays into recovery. Yeah. You know, um, reducing inflammation. Mm -hmm. That's a known thing that cannabis does, right? Yeah. You know, um, even just helping people relax to get into a zone to recovery. Mm -hmm. Because think about how fast we all live right mm -hmm. nowadays. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that half the battle working out, I would say a third of the battle because a third of it is, is, is nutrition. But a third of the battle of working out is recovery. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us don't, I can imagine you, you barely get time to recover because you're always on the go, go, go. Yeah, Probably yeah. Time, only time when you, you consume cannabis is when you recover yeah. besides when you sleep. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like, you know, that's also a nice mediation point for people. Yeah. And, 
you know, one thing I actually am working on right now is a breathing program for us cannabis users that I think will really benefit us in the sense of like, you know, limit, li not limitless breath, but try to understand how our breathing works a little bit better, how to control it. You know, I get dab coughs sometimes, <laughs> even though I'm smoking rosin. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it'll catch up to you if you are smoking enough or if you're sessioning or whatever the case. So it's important to do maintenance, yeah. right? Prehab, not rehab. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That's yeah, that's a good yeah. way to look at it. I like yeah. the little rhymes you have with it too. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I always like to do those alliterations and stuff like that when training because they just like people remember those things. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean, well, let's let's talk about that too. So first, I want to ask, what was your past work before the industry? Because you know, you you told me before, but you know, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or not. Yeah, um, just training mainly. Oh, actually, I, I was a creative for a really long time. I I um worked in the modeling industry. Well, it came to, when it came to fitness. Yeah. Um, and I worked with like like some Nike, Adidas, Champion, um, a whole bunch of just like really big names in that brand. But I'll be honest, that space is a little it's a little tricky. And then when COVID came around, it just like wiped everything. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I man, I bounced a lot and bounced around and done a lot, but fitness has definitely been the mainstay. Um, and I've always kind of kept that at the forefront. But after that, I actually tried to pursue a semi professional, well, a professional basketball career. And ended up, that's why I ended up moving to Puerto Rico. Okay. I was actually playing in the semi-pro league there and just kind of, you know, vying my way through that process, but always staying and getting training, training, training. Yeah. And then when I finally decided to come back home, it just, you know, made sense to stop, to hop right back into training. And the reason why I love doing it so much is because I get to help people. And yeah. when I was doing the whole online thing, and it's hard because you get so high volume. And it doesn't really, like, you can't really take care of people. You can't yeah. really service people. So I decided to step back into a gym setting and actually, you know, help people hands-on. Yeah. I'm actually working with a couple of our, you know, of our uh, uh, friends, associates, however you want to put it, right? Some industry um, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Astrid from uh, Queen B. I'm actually yeah. training her now. Cool. Um, hopefully, Cozy. I know you say you want this program. <laughs> Tap in, bro. Come on. Let's get right, Go bulk them up a little bit or yeah, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's important to feel good. Like, that's always the main thing for me. Like, yeah. you know, I might not always look the best compared to somebody else's standards, but I feel good. Yeah. I can do what I want with my body. Yeah. Like, I can touch, I can put my, my back of my hands on the floor, stretching. I can, you know, uh, jump up and do, jump up to a box if I want to. Yeah. I can, you know, lift as much weight as I want to. You know, it just, um, it's empowering and it makes mm -hmm. you just want to do more stuff. Yeah. And just dominate more things in life. Yeah. And it helps yeah. you know, with energy and everything too. That's one reason why I like to, to work out as much as I do because I do so much that if I wasn't working out, I would be significantly more tired than I am. A hundred percent. You know, 100%. like I, I am tired guys, you know, I'm not, I am human, um, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> we, we are all human. And um, yeah, if it wasn't for, you know, cannabis and working out, you know, I'd be an exhausted Oh, it'll be it'd be an interesting uh person i'd be let me ask you how many hours of sleep do you get on average um i'll probably get six to seven maybe, okay that's yeah. pretty good yeah that's maybe five yeah. i just literally did a seminar on sleep at, yeah. my, at my job so yeah. i was um just talking about pretty much how all that stuff correlates and it's like it's crazy again how much recovery is part of the battle yeah but again you know it's it's great that we have cannabis as like a bridge to kind of help us in certain instances when we're too stressed yeah we can't you know, get into that relaxation point to kind of help us get there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, because so many people are just go, 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 go. And like in the military, you know, they they're under this assumption that we were just go, 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 go. But we rested. You know, there was yeah. times where we had to rest. Yeah. You know, because they understood that you know we went twenty four hours or whatever. Like 
even if I had duty for 24 hours, I had the next day off, you know, yeah. to rest because they have to give you that rest period. Sure. Um, so yeah, no, rest is very important, you know, and so many people that I see, they just work seven days a week or they work out seven days a week. I'm like, you're going to hurt yourself. You know, you need a time to, to, you know, relax and, you know, everything reset and recover. So for sure, that's for dope. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the cannabis and the content that you make now. Okay. So, you know, you're, you're on Instagram. Are you on anything else doing content? Yeah. Um, I do YouTube. I'm not as consistent as I like to be on there yet. Yeah. It's, it's just a lot more time consuming when it comes yeah. to editing and things of that nature. And right now I'm just, you know, I'm working a whole bunch, but um, it's definitely doable and I want to step more into doing it. I yeah. really enjoy it because I feel like I get my whole personality across rather than just like snippets. But, yeah. you True. know, on Instagram, uh, it's definitely mainly the, you know, the, I was doing more of like the funny kind of typical, you know, uh, eye catcher kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I've decided like personally for my brand and like what I want to like, uh, portray as somebody that's a cannabis user is. You know productivity yeah. and just being more of like what you kind of do in that in that sense in a different light right you yeah. know i feel like you're at the forefront when it comes to that as an advocate as like you said a leader earlier on and you know somebody that people trust and look to for that information like a point of reference you know yeah. what i mean and i want to be that but in the fitness space for our cannabis community you know yeah. what i mean and <clears throat> also help along the lines of just more advocacy show people more of the aspects of what cannabis has to bring to the table, like, and how it's not just, you know, one fact, like, uh, monofaceted, but multifaceted. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, that, that helps kill the stigma. We'll get more on stigma here in a little bit, a whole conversation on it. Um, but that helps kill the stigma, you know, on cannabis, especially when it comes to cannabis and exercise, because there's this big misconception that stoners or cannabis users, you know, um, we are lazy. We don't have any motivation, this and that, you know, if that was the case, we wouldn't have a cannabis industry. You know, like all together, <laughs> you know, if we were lazy and we didn't do anything that we wouldn't be here. Right it now. ain't easy to grow. No, no. Growing grow, grow is... good, good cannabis is not easy to do. No, I've only seen I only know a few people that do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not easy to grow, you know, good cannabis, cannabis that smells good, looks good, you know, checks all the boxes. That's not easy. You know, you can grow cannabis. You know, most people can. But is it going to be good is, is the good question. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's dope. And, you know, what about. The advocacy, you already talked about that. So how do you want to get more involved in like the advocacy work and stuff like that? Um, of course, I'll help you. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think working in tandem with you would definitely benefit me a lot. Just learning and understanding how the proper avenues to go about things, right? Yeah. You know, who I should be calling, who I should yeah. be emailing, who I should be reaching out to or trying to see or trying to talk to. Um, I think as well, I would love to do more things in the sense of like seminars or events. I think hands-on is where I'm really... Mm-hmm. the best yeah. you know what i mean yeah. in front of people talking to people being around them and, and like seeing i feel like i have uh infectious energy you yeah, know yeah, what yeah i mean yeah. and i want to give people that feeling that i have when it comes to this like taking care of your life feeling that i have when yeah. it comes to smoking good eating good training hard yeah you know and Deion sanders always just say this thing is look good feel good play good Oh man, I remember that one so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, a banger. My whole life. Yeah, yeah it's my a, whole life. I remember that. Yeah, and, and, and it's true. Like yeah. when you when you when you have all that in a, in a row, it's 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 easy. Yeah. And yeah, I really want to lean more into maybe doing some like, um, maybe like those breathing breathing workshops. Maybe something like that. There you go. Really, yeah. like I think that would be really dope. Like sitting down with a group of people for an hour and just working on that. Maybe even having somewhere we can consume. And doing that afterwards to try and see how you can go ahead and like correlate that afterwards. Cause that's usually when I do it. I do it before and after. Like if I'm planning a sesh, I'll probably do it beforehand. Yeah. But if I'm 
you know, smoking and I and I realized like, oh, maybe I need a little tune up. Like yeah. I try to do it. And I and I try to do breath work with meditation on a daily as well. But I think this is just a structured thing that, you know, people can institute as almost like a little workout program every once in a while that'll really help them. So things like that, um, mobility, just getting more active in general and just showing people that all you need is really 30 minutes a day. Yeah. You, you don't need to be in the gym an hour, hour no. and a half, two yeah. hours. Like, don't listen to Instagram. Don't do none of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Listen to your body. Yeah. Listen to your body. Yeah. And that's one thing that a lot of people are like, oh, you know, if, you know, no pain, no gain. It's like, oh, well, there's times where I stop because I have bad knees, you know, from the army. Okay. So there's certain exercises where I can only do so many of them before I'm like, all right, I'm tapped out. My knees are just not able to do this. I'll not do something hit. to, you know, to replace that. So, yeah. You know, don't be afraid to change up your or modify your exercises if you need to. Um, also, don't have bad form, but, you know, don't be afraid to modify. Yeah, for sure. Like, you got to, what we call them in training is progressions or regressions. So, like, don't be afraid to regress. Just don't make you less of anything or anything like that. You're just, you're on your process. You're working yeah. through it. And nobody hesitate. I mean, don't don't anybody hesitate to reach out to me for any advice or anything like that. I'm okay. not going to charge you for no consultation or nothing like that. <laughs> if you want to train with the, with me and, you know... We get a program going, you know, we could talk about that, whatever the case may be. But if you just need some help, you need to get the ball rolling. I have no problem helping anybody. Nice. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, man. I'm yeah. sure they appreciate that, too, because there's there's people out there that just don't know where to get started. Just like yeah. advocacy. You know, like you got to have someone kind of point you in the right direction sometimes. And, yeah. You know, you're the guy for that. And, you know, you seem like you're very patient with people. So, that you know, that helps out. It's a big... Big part of it that a lot of people don't have yeah, <laughs> is patience. Cannabis. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cannabis is a big one. <laughs> so, um, well, let's talk about Terps, man. You know, like, you're more or less, you know, you love your, your dabs. You love the flavor. And, of course, you know, the high-end, I wouldn't say high-end cannabis, quality cannabis. Yeah. You know, like, quality cannabis doesn't have to be high-end. Um, true. You know, true. It, it can be a, a decent price, you know, depending on the grower. So, what are some of your favorite Terps when you consume cannabis? Ooh. I'm a I'm a little bit different than most people. I feel like people usually hate this one, but I'm a big orange guy. Oh, I love orange. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know the citrus. I love it. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big I'm a big orange dude. Like yeah, I love orange terps. Um, I'm I'm not really biased. I go through my phases. Yeah, but I would say like um like a good super booth is fire. Oh yeah, I do love I the super booth. I yeah. can't you can't miss with that. That's yeah. a, that's one of my favorite like rosins when we're talking about that. When it comes to like flower terps, I'm a big sherb guy. Okay. I love sherb. Yeah. Like, Cause you still get those cookie terps kind of a little bit like those OG, not OG, but like the, those old school cookie terps. But at the same time, you still get some of that new candy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit of both. It's a, it's a thicker, it's a more full smoke to me than like smoking some Z mm -hmm. or smoking something like along those lines personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really big. I love my gas too, though. You know, I just my GMOs and my, you know, my OGs and whenever I could get my hand on any rosin that's an OG or a Kush or anything like that. Like when uh Kush's Craft had that, when y'all had that uh, Maja V Kush running around. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. man. Like, yeah. yeah, like stuff like that. Like I'm really messing with. Yeah. So usually I'm all the way fruity or, or gassy, but mainly the orange. Yeah. 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 Orange is I mean, I love it so much. I named my dog Tangy. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> is your dog named Tangy? Yeah. Her yeah. name's Tangy after, you know, the tangerine after the, the cultivar Tangy. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Fire. a cute name too. So why not? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's dope. I know if you remember, my dogs are named after, uh, well, our animals are named after vegetables. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. yeah I thought it was a tater. Yeah. <laughs> I got potato, onion, bean, and corn. But, <laughs> but I'm trying to. I want to get a garlic and mushroom, so we have GMOs. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. That's that good. Fire, right? That's a good one. That <laughs> fire. I love how you creative y'all you creative you are with that. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Shout uh, out to my girl. She's actually just started that. Oh no, really? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll go over and I'll see them. I'm like, what's up, Tater? Yeah. <laughs> he knows that's his nickname too. Yeah, like, yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, what's up, dude? He's a cute little guy. I love him yeah. to death. Yo, so, shout out to Potato. Right. Yeah. 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 My I'm, bad guys. <laughs> I'm sure he's waiting for you at home. <laughs> so, what are some tips you can give people? You know about terps and you know if they just don't like it like say i'm smoking this cannabis with someone and i'm new to cannabis you know what i mean and it's kind of off-putting to me to the point where i may not smoke cannabis again what are some tips mm. you can give people to kind of bring them back from that to try it again i mean you know i would say you got to realize that cannabis is so like uh, varied yeah right depending on cultivator depending on the strain depending mm. on all so many factors right yeah. The wash, the wash. If we're talking specifically about rosin, you yeah. know what I mean. What kind of, what uh, the the micron size, right? That you're using the wash and whatnot, yeah. and getting what heads you're getting through. And yeah, all those factors are a big thing. So you know, I would tell somebody that you know you got to give it the old college try. You got to understand that not all cannabis. If you see a tangy wax right here, it's not the same tangy wax you're seeing right there. No, exactly. Unless it all came from that same you know uh, producer. Producer, correct. Yeah. So. You know, I've had, you know, GMOs that I didn't really like, and I've had GMOs I could smoke every day. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's the same thing even when I get into like the percentage thing too. You know, and I think I know that's a big conversation we have yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's uh, it's not always about the numbers or what you think it might be. You have yeah. to give it that chance to understand it. I think uh, our generations in general right now that are, are are very present in the community are very like. We're entitled to good, like good stuff. So when something isn't good right away, we're like, wow, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like we're just, you know, we're we've we've had the best of everything. Like, so we don't know how to differentiate sometimes. So yeah. I think in that respect, it's just you know, uh, telling somebody to just give it a chance and understanding that every time you see a jar, it is a new jar. It yeah. is something different. Yeah, it's something yeah. totally different. Because yeah. we've been spoiled with consistency with every other product that we get. That's you know, like. A commercial product, Coca-Cola, cereal, McDonald's, you know, everywhere you go for the most part, you know, all of those taste the same, you know, like it's done the same. Uniformity. Yeah. And we're just not there yet with cannabis. You know, our genetics are so unstable that, you know, we're like 50, 60 years behind, you know, any other kind of agricultural um, crop. So it's just going to take a while for us to get to that point to have a stable crop, a stable genetics. And we're still trying to figure out what's the best way to grow cannabis. You know, like there's so many different methods and like mediums now that it's almost countless. You know, you have the the living soil, you have, you know, hydroponics. And then within hydroponics, you have little subcategories of hydroponics. And it just breaks down even further. And I'm sure it's like that with mostly everything too. Um, It's just, Mm -hmm. I grow hydroponics the most. Um, and so, and I'm not even using, you know, the bubble, you know, um, reverse culture, our DWC thing I used to, it's just, you know, um, Coca core with Perlite and you got a, you know, automatic dripper in there and it's, it's going. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, um, it it just takes time. Yeah. Yeah, No, I think, and in my personal opinion, I think it's a blessing right now because like, it's like, if you go and shop organic and this goes back to the food, right? Yeah. Nothing looks the same. No. That's not how the world makes stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't mind that it's different every time I get it. I yeah. think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like opening a mystery airhead, but you know kind of what you're going to get every time, yeah, right? Yeah, like, right. It's, that, it's that white cherry or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, oh, this is different though. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I kind of wish they'd give us the ugly fruit, because if you guys didn't know this, at the stores when you go and you see the pretty tomatoes, they picked out the ugly tomatoes that are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just not appealing. Yeah. You know, they just don't look pretty. So I wish they put those in the store so that way we would get 
less consistency. You know what I mean? Like, I we don't have that. to be as consistent because that's not real life. Not. Real life isn't as consistent as we made it. You know, like, we forced life to be as consistent as it is now. Don't get me wrong. It's nice. But I don't need a tomato with a perfect shape and everything. If it's a little oblong, I'm still going to eat it. I, yeah, you know, like, you know, it's still I, healthy. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I completely agree with that. For sure. Bro. Yeah. 100%. So, let's talk a little bit about the Hedy community. Because, you know, when I met you, you're already kind of a part of the Hedy community. And to be honest, I was kind of moving into it because I'm a flower guy. You know, I'm not much of a, you know, extract, you know, a rosin guy. Mm -hmm. So I, that's something that was last year I was just learning and getting more into. Okay. So um, how do you feel, how does New Mexico's heady community compare to others that you've noticed? So funny enough, I just kind of got into this heady stuff about three, four months ago. Myself. Oh, that's fucking funny. I just went like, what I like to say, strictly solving this. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. So uh, I, I just went like that a couple months ago. Honestly, when I moved to New Mexico, I just made that decision. And I wasn't really consuming as much cannabis, um, I guess, uh, concentrate-wise. I yeah. was mainly just flower, like, yeah. consistently. Um, <clears throat> and I guess when I would have a dab, I wasn't in really the situation to, like, constantly be dabbing or whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't really, like, looking at it in that respect. But um, I originally grew up, like really just finding the exotics when it came to flower, like the Jungle Boys. And, uh, and again, in New Jersey, that's halfway. That's 3,000 miles across. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's crazy for us, right? It's, it's pricey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 65, 75, and 8. Growing up, like, no BS. I mean, yeah. I wasn't doing that. But, <laughs> but, but, you know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what uh, my, my old heads were, were getting off and helping me, you know, situate and see what's up with. And, I learned so much from that. That was the first time. I remember the first time I seen rosin. It was in Hashi Larry's jar. Okay. And they were only coming in half grams at that point. And this was like, this was still traditional market. Yeah. And it was like, it was just like, whoa, like this is, this is something different. Right. But once I got here, I just noticed that, like I said, the community is different here. Yeah. Um, anywhere else, I really didn't even get gravitated into it as strongly as I did here. Yeah. And then it just made sense to me with how I'm trying to consistently live my life now. Over the last few years, I've had a lot of like change, yeah. you know, from moving around, um, just like experiences with my family and things of that nature. So just life, right? Yeah. So I've just now have somewhere to like settle. And <clears throat> I feel like that community kind of welcomed me with open arms in a way. And I think it's pretty dope. Like there are some... You know, things that I feel like we can work on, you know, as a community, if I feel like I'm part of it, I feel like I can speak on it. So uh, I would say that. But besides that, I feel like everybody's, you know, pretty much there for each other. And, you know, people have given me some tips and helped me out to make my experience better. Like, shout out to uh, Jet Jet. He actually, uh, whatchamacallit, um, told me, like, dry, dry dabbing is better than... Than, than water dabbing. And yeah. for me personally, it is. Like, yeah. I enjoy yeah. it way more now. I think yeah. it's way more flavorful and I love it. Like, you know, so that's a kudos to him. I mean, you guys, every time I link up with y'all, y'all always educate me. And I would say, you know, y'all are definitely in that too, even though you're newer. I would say we're both on the same, probably on the same page when it comes to how new we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah. I've learned a lot because, you know, um, Jet Jet and uh, Dabra, I, I grew up with those guys. And so they, they okay. teach me a lot throughout the years on it. And so I've just slowly kind of been learning, you know, through them too as well. And of course, you know, the Cruces Craft homies, you know, Jeff and Josh and, you know, even Cozy. You know, I've learned a lot from them, you know, nice. and the, the hash hole thing is still very new, I've noticed, you know, and so yeah. we're still trying to figure out the best way to roll them. And so Cozy has his techniques and you know, he'll show me some things sometimes. And you know, it's really cool. Yeah. You know, as, as a community, we're, we're all willing to kind of talk together and share things, which is great. That's the way it should be. You know, I think that's how you grow, too, because right now it's such an open and organic space. Like nobody's like 
really hating on each other right now, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, we ain't there yet, thank goodness, right? I hope we never get there. Yeah. But for right now, we're in an open space where I feel like everybody's just pushing each other. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. Like, um, what is it? What does it say? Get better, not bitter. Yeah, like, yeah, you get bitter, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, get I, good. I, I, I like that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people where I'm from. It's a lot. It's hard nosed. Like you know, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. And if you're not ready to work, you're not gonna get what you. You're gonna get what you deserve if you're yeah. not ready to work. You no, know that's, what that's I mean? the way it goes. It's the way it goes, <clears throat> and yeah. I feel like, um, just here, everybody's down to do that. Like yeah. the, the part of the community, they're down to push each other. They're down to work. Yeah. I even, you know, I see how they be rolling. I get competitive. I don't even, I'm not even a roller. I don't even do that. I'm like, yo, I'm going to pearl this and this is my story. And I'm be like, yeah, Cozy, what you think? Yeah. Like, like, I do it all the time because yeah. I think it's just like, you know, it's part of it. Like, it's just cool. It's yeah. cool. It's dope. And, and the, the hash hole tech is getting crazy, man. Now everybody's doing them. They're yeah. You know, saturated all of different things and yeah. Yeah. You know. infuse joints everywhere. I wonder what's going to be next. Right? I don't know. And, and, you know, some things, they, they come back after being gone for so long as yes. trends. So I'm thinking we might see some old trends come back at some point, but I'm not sure what. You I know? hope not moon rocks. Oh, <laughs> dude, I hope not. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of moon rocks. <laughs> I they're hated mess, moon rocks dude. forever. Oh, they're a mess, them. dude. I them, if you guys aren't aware, uh, moon rock is just a cannabis flower bud, just a little bud. They take that and then they dip it in some kind of extract, either it be distillate or whatever. They Oof. dip it in there. Make sure it's nice and coated. Pull it out, and then they roll it in some keef, and then they put it in a jar and sell it to you for like fifty dollars a gram. Well, what I had heard growing up is that it's the worst of each of those. Yes, in their packs, yeah, in their in their production, yeah. pretty much. You got like, boof flour, boof flour, boof distillate, <laughs> just garbage <laughs> distillate. And then I'm just then the keef is from the trim. Yeah. <laughs> like damn, like that's terrible. Bro. Yeah, but like I don't know, man. I think uh, I'm. I want to venture into melts. Okay. That's, I think, my next thing. I yeah. think I want to really step into full melts and stuff. Yeah. Like, learn that six-star hash space. There you go. And, like, really start uh, partaking in that. Because now I'm hearing there's a new movement. I don't know if you've heard it. It's not rosin. Not rosin. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I've seen a lot of dudes, like, on uh, in Cali and, like, other places. They're pushing that not rosin. So, what is not rosin? Just full melts. And mm. I guess, uh, I don't know what the other. I don't think it's fresh press. But I think I think it's something else that just looks crazy. I'm not super duper educated on it though. Yeah. But the full melt though, I definitely know what that is. And I'm, nice. I'm definitely trying to get my hands on some some of that stuff. But I don't really know too many New Mexico producers making full melt right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't even in Sunland, I haven't had no chance finding it. Like I haven't had no luck finding any. Mm. So and we had, you know, we were saturated dispos over there. So yeah. So for me to say that is like I think it's like a, a thing, right? Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. There's no melts anywhere. That's pretty yeah. wild. That's interesting, yeah, because, you know, a lot of the, the extract stuff in the south, you know, people up north, like, man, you guys like rosin, because, like, the, the games in, up north and down south are two different, you know, the, the extract or the hash worlds. And so, yeah, we're seeing it different here. Maybe up north they're doing it more than we are. So, mm. you know, maybe it's a little flip-flop. So maybe next time I'm in Albuquerque, we'll check it out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really all I had for the headies. You know, I wanted to kind of talk about that because we haven't really talked about the heady community. And if you guys don't know, the heady community is just kind of, Bunch of people who are, you know, connoisseurs, you know, really nice rigs, and you know, they really love good cannabis and all that good stuff. So that's the reason why I, uh, why I mentioned that because I actually met you within like kind of the heady community as well. Yeah. When was the first time did we meet? Was it that Dark Matter event? 
I think that was the first time I met you in person. I yeah. think we had you'd been following me already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were already connected on the ground. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first time we met in person. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. So okay. yeah, yeah. The, the Eddie community. Shout out to you know everyone in that, and you guys know who you are. So yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, and I would I would say one thing that I really like about the Hedy community out here is not just about having the most expensive glass. Yeah. Like I think it's cool. Like I I started like buying more uh, local artists yeah. now. So like. I'd rather spend my 300 or 400 with like one of my homies than, you know, 2000 somebody I don't even know who they are yeah. like, you know, and I think that's a really dope part of the community here too. Like yeah. everybody's kind of smoking each other's glass yeah. and like moving it around and I think that's super cool. Yeah, it's, oh, is that a so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. And it's cool to see that. You know, yeah. everyone's showing off their, their art and stuff like that. Yeah, it's know? like our new Pokemon card. Man. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our generation. Yeah. So, but but thank you again for, for joining me. I know this that conversation went a little long, but, you know, some really good topics and everything. So mm-hmm. let's let's move on to the next topic, y'all. Thank you again for joining me. Um, but you're going to continue the uh, conversation with me, of course. So next we're going to talk about cannabis stigma. And we already touched, touched a little bit on um, of this uh, earlier in the show. So now we're going to touch on it more. And I want to give you guys a personal story, and this won't take long. So this weekend, I was up in Santa Fe. And, you know, I was, I was doing my thing up there. And I was at an after party, um, and I wanted to roll a joint. No big deal. There was alcohol there. You know, we're all adults. You know, everyone's significantly an adult. And then we had some legislators there, too, some lawmakers. No big deal. They're the ones who pass cannabis, right? Yeah. So I decided to step to the side room, not even the main room, to go roll a joint. And I'm rolling some Alamo cheese, which is kind of stinky. And someone comes in of the door, just busts in, doesn't say anything to me other than, can you roll that in your room and not here? Just demanding me to do that. And I'm confused. I'm sitting here with the joint in my hand. I'm like, what's going on? Excuse you me? know, I was like, who are you? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And so he was like, that stinks. Can you roll it in your room? I was like, well, I don't, I don't have a room here. Like, I'm at this hotel. And he was like, well, can you roll it somewhere else? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. why do I have to roll it somewhere else? He was like, well, it stinks. I was like, oh, well, I can put the lid on if the jar if you want. And he gets pissed off and walks off, right? And so I'm like, the hell? And like, everyone's having a good time. And I'm just kind of like, what's going on here? You know, like the whole day, everyone was making cannabis jokes and, you know, this and that. And like, oh, it's the cannabis guy. So I thought it was cool. Even like, you know, where we were, they're like, oh, I was like, oh, we should get cannabis in here next year. And people were laughing or whatever. And, you know, this and that. And I was like, yeah, I can get some, you know, joint rollers to maybe come up here. We can, you know, if we pay them um, to roll some joints for us. You know, I think that'd be cool and help kill the stigma. But the stigma is still strong still. And I didn't realize this, that, you know, they got pissed. And like, they couldn't give me an actual reason why I shouldn't be doing that either. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, can you do that somewhere else that stinks? I was like, well, just close the jar. I'm not going to yeah. smoke it inside. Yeah. And so he, he got upset about that. And the other guy, the other gentleman that you know, was in there too, just was like, well, if you want, you can roll it in my room. And I was like, why do I have to roll it anywhere else other than like where I am? Like, yeah. what is going on here? And one of the excuses is like, well, there's legislators here. And I'm like, yeah, they're the ones who passed this law to yeah. give me this right. What, do you, what is going on? So no one can give me a real reason. So I think it upset them enough to, you know, walk off and just be like, hands in the air. What do I do? I'm done. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. So I finished rolling my joint, went outside and smoked it because my plan was just to smoke that joint and then leave. You know, I was going to go hang out with one of my friends and I did just that. Went outside, smoked the joint and then I left and I was like, that was weird. But I wanted to share that story because it really shows how deep the stigma goes because these are business people that I was dealing with and a lot of business people still don't like cannabis. And one thing that we're going to have to do and it's going to be hard is have these hard conversations with these people and also stand our ground. If you're not doing anything wrong and you're within the right, don't bend your knee because someone just dislikes it. I dislike alcohol. I dislike the smell of alcohol in someone's breath. I didn't say anything to anyone the whole day. Everyone was drinking the whole day, wine, beer, whatever. You know, I didn't give a shit. You know, I was smoking my weed. So that's one thing that bothered me was the fact that I left everybody alone the whole day 
But the one time I rolled a joint, you know, it was just, you're the devil, you know, yeah. this and that. And I didn't take anything the, the wrong way. I, I had nothing against anybody in the situation. What this did is it just showed me that we still have work to do. You know, we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone else was really nice that whole day, you know, the whole weekend. Everyone was great. It was just that one situation um, where, you know, I would say it was a misunderstanding. You know, uh, because no one could tell me what I did wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because you didn't do anything. Wrong. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't doing anything wrong. There was yeah. no kids there. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and even then, like I'm just rolling a joint. Like no one's being harmed by a smell. You know, like I'm more harmed by going to Eastern New Mexico, being exposed to all the oil gas rigs that are over there and that smell mm. than you are with cannabis. You know, like for sure. that probably shortened my life by a couple months just going there for a couple days. Um, so. There's that. I don't like that smell. Some people like that smell. Some people like the smell of cow poop. Some people like the smell of gasoline. So, you know, it's just, it goes from person to person. So what are some stigma stories that you have or some examples, like, especially recent, um, that you can probably share? Oh, man. I feel like almost any time, I'm not really shy about my cannabis use. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't mind... Um, Kush be my cologne, as Little Wayne said. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, like, I don't. Can't <laughs> I, I, I'm not really. I don't. I don't think it should offend anybody if I'm not like you know smoking or consuming right in front of them or yeah. like in, like invading on their privacy on their space. But yeah. I feel like you know whenever me and my girlfriend we like to go to nice restaurants. Yeah, and we went to this nice restaurant. It was in El Paso, and I feel like I don't know if she realized, but I definitely realized. Because of how I think we smell, because we dress nice, we yeah. look good, every yeah. hair is taken care of, everything is okay. But we just getting these side eyes and we're getting these looks, and I know what it's from. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And I don't think people, um, I walk around with a mean mug all the time, I guess, and like I don't think people really want to tell me anything. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So luckily, I haven't ran into anything out here recently like that was very like predominant with yeah. my stigma. but. I feel like my family was a long time like yeah. that I had to deal with that, even though I could bring them literature or article after article. And I feel like that's one of the main stigmas to get past in general, like when it comes to like, you know, the people you call close to you or your yeah. family that kind of look at it and look at you in a certain type of light. But, you know, now I'm proud to say that I could be on the phone and smoke a joint with my mom. Like, yeah. You know what I that mean? Makes sense. I can smoke like, a joint with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, maybe hopefully one day my mom's open to use, you know, but... At this point in time, I'm like I'm just stoked I could be around her, and yeah. she knows that I'm either under the influence of cannabis, or I like use cannabis, or yeah. I'm, um, you know, consuming in front of her. Like that's yeah. like my my only like destigmatization goal for the longest time. But now stepping into this more of an advocate space and you know putting my face forward, I want to just help get that you know out there as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So thank you for sharing that by the way because yeah. you know dealing with stigma in family is you know something that we probably all have dealt with at some point. You know, th those of you who have it, you're lucky. Um <laughs> count yourself lucky because you yeah. haven't had, didn't have to deal with that. So um but yeah, you know, stigma is real, it's still out there. Um be careful, you know, some people are just They'll get very angry for whatever reason. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to it. I've even, you know, in the past, I've tried to date somebody and she said, oh, my ex used cannabis and he was a terrible person. I'm like, he was probably just a terrible person. <laughs> it wasn't the weed that made him a terrible person. <laughs> if anything, you might have got the best out of it. Yeah, I was like, that was probably just him being nice, you know, like, you probably, ooh. Yeah, and so like, you know, that, that, that didn't go anywhere because she blamed me and the weed when I didn't even know who she was. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. That's crazy. Yeah, so the stigma's there even everywhere you go, from the dating scene to, you know, being in a group of a bunch of different business people from the city you're from. 
you know, it, it's everywhere. And, you know, to be honest, you know, I, I do want to say this, that it was so cool at the beginning because I even met one of the people that was a part of it who was a fan who watched the show. And he's a business guy, not even a part of the cannabis industry. Oh, wow. And so, you know, he, he approached me and was like, oh, I, I get to see the man in the face. I was like, what are you talking about? And I didn't, wasn't even thinking that, you know, anyone there knew because they're all out of sight of the cannabis industry. I didn't think any of them would know who I was. And he did. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. So, so thank you for that. You know, that was, that was really cool because it showed me how far we've gone with the stigma before I had that situation with that one person, you know, that, that kind of tried to make me look a certain way when this other guy gave me a different experience the day before. He even thanked me because I had smoked with them and he was always like, yeah, you know, it, it's always harsh, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But you know, this time it was nice, you know, like, thank you. You know, like he literally thanked me. And so uh, that was cool. And so shout out to you and everything. You know, I don't, I try not to name names or anything. And to be honest, I try not to remember names. So I don't mistakenly say them. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So that way I don't mistakenly say them. So shout out to you and everything. That was great. Thank you so much for, you know, your hospitality and kindness because that went a long way, That's you know, because awesome. that, situation could have ended, you know, someone's weekend very easily. And to be honest, you know, at first I was a little bothered, but then I was like, you know what, this is actually a chance for education and a chance for me to see where we are. You know, like we have more work to do, you know, that's all this is telling me. So thank you for that, for making me realize that we still got work to do. So, um, I just want to move on from the, we'll move on from the stigma thing now. I mean, it, there's really not too much to talk about it other than situations and, you know, it's still there. I just want to make, want to make everybody aware that it's still there. It's still alive. And it's going to be up to us to fight it and to stand our grounds when we're not doing anything wrong. So if you guys are going through that too, you're not the only one that deals with it. All of us do. So we're going to move on and we're going to talk about the New Mexico legislative update. And I know you're still new to like the whole legislative process and everything. Sure. Um, if you have a question, I mean, I'm sure someone else watching would have the same one. So if you have a yeah. question, I mean, just jump on up and ask it, man. And okay. interrupt me if you need to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, Cause cool, you know, cool. sometimes I'm going so fast and you know, I've been doing this for so long that I don't even think about something You're like, Oh, they don't know what that is. Yeah. So if I do, let me know. I just had found out that, uh, plant count thing. Cause I would yeah. say I'm a resident. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. But I was interested in that one. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, Oh, am I going to be able to have 24 flower or veg or yeah, yeah, like, like what, what is, is it? What is it? Yeah. And then as soon as like, we kind of got that, uh, what you would call it, that uh, confirmation. I yeah. was just like, oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. So with two adults in the house, it's 24, it's 24 altogether. Altogether, yeah. veg and mature. And okay. one thing they weren't talking about in the hearing was they weren't separating the two. So it's 12 mature total and 12 immature. So they weren't telling you that. They were saying, oh, they can grow 24 mature plants is pretty much what they were saying. They didn't say that word, but they said they can grow 24 plants. And the legislators were under the impression that, oh, okay, so we'll just take the average of you know what a grower commercially can grow which is they said about a pound and i'm like that's incorrect for most patients who grow now there's yeah. very few who can but it's most crazy. like 99 98 grow less than that oh yeah you know per for plant. sure way significantly like, maybe a quarter pound of <laughs> plant if that if they're yeah. and if it's coming out smokable yeah also exactly is a factor yeah <laughs> like they what they don't realize is growing is a lot harder than a lot of these legislators are making it to see because one was like oh i went there and I, he always uses this one and he's been saying it for years oh they look like pinon trees they were so big and you know this and that and he's trying to make it scary that these big scary plants and with these big scary buds and you know there was a lot of misconceptions that went with it so yeah um it, it's real you know with that too stigma with them. Again. yeah the One stigma story. again it goes I back i feel to like it. they think uh you remember scary movie 2 when when the when the weed rolls him up yeah 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 that's exactly what they think is going on so it's ridiculous the fact that they think we're gonna have 24 pounds by the end of the season uh, but when you, you're not even allowed to flower 24 plants it's 12 yeah and no one was great. making that distinct 
um, comparison is like one's 12 mature, one's 12 immature. And yeah. if you live alone, it's six and six. Six and six. Yeah, okay. so it's even less. Yeah. So now it's not every resident. It would be residents that live together. Now, how many people live together in a home to have the total of 24? You know, like now we got to look into that. For sure. You know, how many single people? I'm a single guy. I live alone. I'm only allowed six. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's that. So there was a lot of misconceptions when it went with it. And what I'm talking about is um, SB99, excuse me, SB6 is the one I'm, I'm talking about specifically. But first, let me talk about SB99 because this one's going to be the most important bill out of all of this. I know SB6 is important and it put a fire under ass because of what they did. And I'll get to more of that in a minute. But SB99 is important because next year the taxes are due to increase. They're going to go from 12% to 13% with a total of 21%. Right now we're paying a total of 20. I know it's kind of confusing with all those numbers. But if you go to the store right now, um, the total tax that you normally pay depending on the city and the county you're at is about 20%. And that's because it's a 12% tax on cannabis, but you have to tack on the local tax, which means the county and the city tax. Mm. And that usually goes up to about 20%. So at the end of the day, we're going to have a very high taxed industry, which scares me because that would mean that the traditional market will start to take over even more. Okay. Now, we do have a traditional market um, issue here still, and it's shrinking. And that, that's one thing that the legislators are like, oh, we, you guys said it was going to kill the industry, the, the black market, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just pretty much blaming it and trying to make it seem like we're, we're a careless industry. But the problem is we don't have regulation that fixes that. And that's the, the issue. CCD doesn't have the power that they need. They don't have the money that they need. There's certain laws that, you know, are just not written very correctly to where they can enforce it. They don't need to change the law, just clean it up so they can enforce it. Mm. And like, don't screw us over and take things away. You know, cause now they're starting to try to take things away because they're blaming us for the issues that they caused, mm. you know, for the, for the laws that they made. We didn't write these laws. Yeah. We didn't pass them. They're just misinformed. They're just throwing around misinformation. and then Exactly. Yeah. And hoping someone bites, you know, and it's a partisan thing. You know, one side doesn't like the other. They don't want this to work and blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to sabotage it in certain ways. And it just, it hurts us in the end when they play these partisan games, especially our industry. And I do not like that. And that's one thing I hate about politics is they play these um, partisan games and the only people that suffer in the end are us. You know, they're good regardless at the end of the day. Yeah. As long as they get elected, they're happy. But us down here, we're the ones who just feel it all, you know, especially the business owners and the people, the consumers and the patients and everyone. So one little change can fuck us all. But anyway, I'll get off that rant and I'll talk more about this one. This one's actually really short. So what this one would do is it would stop the incremental increase. We're at 12 and by 2030, we'll be at 18%, wow. which I believe uh, jumps us up to about 26% total um, of taxes, which to be honest, I wouldn't even want to pay that. And right now we're at a threshold at 20%. New Mexicans can barely afford this tax if they don't have a medical cannabis card. If we go up, they're just going to go back to the traditional market. So this bill right here is important that it passes. And what it does is just takes it off and it leaves it at 20% for now. And they'll probably figure it out at some other time. I did propose that we tax out-of-state people um, more than we tax in-state people um, because that makes sense. Residents shouldn't pay as much of a tax. I thought that was a great idea, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was told, however, that tax and rev may not be able to do that. I wasn't told why, but that's what I was told. It's so More logging? <laughs> maybe, tracking, yeah. Probably. Me, I'm like, I really don't care. That's your job. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, your job is to track. It's crazy. In Jersey, they had the same plan. It started off at 10, then 15, then 20, and 25. And I think yeah. it's at 20 right now, 20% tax. And that's before the city and, and county. That's just well, that's the cannabis tax. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous yeah. because they're like, yeah, I taxed the crap out of it. And the, sh the crappy, the shitty thing about this is a lot of the cities are against removing incremental tax. And the thing that bothers me about that is none of these cities have that incremental tax yet. They all have the 20, you know, actually it's 
about 4% for a city and 4% for county is, is really what it is. And so they have that percentage and I don't know why they're against it because they haven't had a higher percentage yet. So how can you be mad at something you haven't had yet? You haven't even tasted it. Yeah, like they're like, oh, well, we're going to lose money. You can't lose money. You haven't had that percentage. Like how can you lose money when you haven't even had that yet? You know, that doesn't make any sense. Like that's losing money on paper. Like sure. this is, you know, like what if lose money? You know, like if we keep this, you keep the same amount of money and it could be even more if we tax out-of-state people and tax less for the New Mexican residents. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully that gets through. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And this is one, it's, this is a sole bill by itself, very short. Um, and the reason why they did that is because they don't need a long bill because it gets confusing. Something like this is easier to pass in a short session like this year, which is a 30-day session. So I just wanted to let everybody know and, you know, get everybody informed on this one. This is important. Contact your legislators, your representatives, and let them know that this does need to pass. Um, but keep in mind of all the circus games that are going on up there, too. So it is frustrating. All right, so I'm going to move on to H or SB6. Now, this is the one that's important. This is the one I've been talking about the past couple days. This is the one we all have been pissed the fuck off about. So SB6 started out, it was very benign. You know, there was nothing benign. There was nothing really in there that was really crazy for changes, really just cleaning up some languages, really trying to enforce certain things. And, you know, the whole industry was like, yeah, this bill's fine. But during the hearing, uh, Senator Pirtle actually introduced a bunch of amendments. Only two st stayed. But the one that really sticks to us, uh, sticks out, is the amendment that removes drive through cannabis shops. That. Now, that one was huge. And what bothers me about that is his reasonings were based on fear, assumption, and wanting to regulate cannabis like alcohol due to ignorance because yeah. they believe that cannabis and alcohol are the same because cannabis is considered an intoxicant when you're not intoxicated. Anyway, it's not like alcohol <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. It's nothing yeah, like alcohol. Nothing like um, alcohol is one of the few drugs where if you're addicted to it and you quit cold turkey, you can die. You know, that and heroin are one of the only few that can do that to you. I mean, there's more, but those are the two comparisons I can give you off the top of my head. But alcohol is descheduled, not scheduled whatsoever, and it is federally regulated and you can buy it wherever you want. Here in New Mexico, we did have drive-through um, alcohol back in the day. I remember as a kid, my grandpa picking it up from a drive-through and they stopped that. Well, we've had issues with alcohol in New Mexico for a very, very long time. And alcohol has been an issue in America and pretty much around the world Forever. for a very, very long time. <laughs> so it makes sense that you need to regulate alcohol differently than you do other things. Like we have drive-throughs for tobacco, you know? So why are we getting rid of the cannabis ones? I understand the alcohol ones, that makes total sense. But the cannabis ones are different. We don't have a medical alcohol program. We have a medical cannabis program on top of the recreational one. So one thing that kind of pissed me off a little bit was they told us that, oh, well, since we didn't have any issues during the medical days without drive-thrus, yeah, I'm going to vote for this. When that wasn't the case, that's actually a lie, a blatant lie. Damn. For years, I sat there with my advocacy group and we fought for drive-thrus. We begged for drive-thrus. We patients begged for drive-thrus. And finally, we got it with HB2. And we have been ecstatic. We have been happy. And, you know, patients have been happy. And, you know, um, even parents. Parents are telling me, like, no, it's great because I can't take my kids into the dispensary. So if I go through the drive-thru, I can get my cannabis and not leave my kids in the car. That's true. So it's a, it's a safety thing on that, too. But, you know, another argument that they gave, and this sucks because I actually did speak during this. They, they actually asked for my input. And I can't rebuttal. I can't argue back. I can't respond back to them. So when they start debating again and I'm off that, I can't say anything. So whatever they were saying, they were just allowed to say it. And I couldn't say nothing. Now, let me get, don't get me wrong. The people of the panel had every right and every say to respond back and rebuttal, but they didn't. I don't know if they just weren't informed or if they just didn't care or what, but they had every opportunity to, to defend the bill. 
And, you know, one of the legislators changed their votes at the very end because, you know, my testimony. Now, if I was able to respond to what they heard saying because all of it was false and misleading, it may have been different because we have been trying to get drive through since we were medical and we got it. And we have had no issues with this since we started it. Now, I will say one caveat. The drive throughs that use the bank tube system like they used to use, that I do feel would need to change because I feel there needs to be a face-to-face -face interaction versus a audio reaction because you can't really see certain things. Now, they mentioned that and I was like, that's fair. You know, that's fair. But do not take away the walk-up ones or the drive through ones. That doesn't make any sense, especially if you have a medical cannabis program attached to it. You know, and we fought for so long and we're being told that we didn't. I'm like, no, I clearly remember we begged and asked for drive throughs for so long. And then yeah. finally we got them and now you guys are trying to take them away out of fear assumptions and wanting to regulate like cannabis. Because the other reason that Senator Pertle said that he wanted to add this, it wasn't just his fear of they're not checking IDs correctly. His other fear is the fact that, oh, we're not regulating this like alcohol. I don't think it's very fair. He thinks it's unfair that we're treating alcohol terribly and cannabis better than alcohol. And alcohol. that doesn't make any sense to me. Alcohol is terrible. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know how many bars I've been to and something stupid happened in the parking lot afterwards. It's better to leave before the bar gets out than leaving with everybody, the whole crowd, because something dumb will happen. Bound like, to. Bound to happen. It's yeah. just gonna. Leaving a sesh, somebody might fall asleep in their car or something. <laughs> might take a little nap. Right, know, right. Oh, you might man. have some guy like try to fall asleep standing up. Yeah. That's, that's all you're gonna have, really. Drive right now. Yeah, you know, even people that have beef, I've seen it, it hasn't been as bad. You know, I saw somebody get slapped once. That's about it. You know, and it, he wasn't even high. He was just mad that he was there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he slapped after a couple dabs, has to feel nuts. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, I didn't feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so sb6 um in my opinion it needs to die um it needs to be a bill that has to go away for the fact that now we're going to get rid of drive-thrus and here's my reasoning um there's certain dispensaries we call them shacks here in the state that are solely drive-through only the only way you can buy from them is through a drive-through or through a walk-up and these places will have to shut down so what you're telling me is that your fear and your assumptions are more important than new mexicans livelihood in this industry and business so now these people are going to have to shut down and figure out something else to do. When we can't even deduct taxes, we're on 280E. We're not like any other industry. We can't deduct taxes. We can't get any federal help or funding. And so you want these people that have sometimes put their livelihood into this to just get out because of a fear. Now, if there was data to back this up, that might be different, but there's no data. And we've had no issues due to the drive throughs So I don't know why this was put there in the first place. So I feel in the next committee, someone should try to take this out because this is detrimental to our industry. Now, there's certain dispensaries in the state, yes, that have a lobby and they have a drive-through. Now, what that does is it allows them to close a lobby at a certain hour and it's a little safer to use a drive-through versus a lobby where someone can just walk in and do whatever and it's harder to get in through a window. So this is, adds a safety uh, layer for the dispensaries if they wanna operate a little bit later because the state gave local, local jurisdictions the power to set operating times if they want. In Crucis, we didn't. So you can um, sell 24 hours a day if you'd like. They had a problem with that. I don't know why, because I made the, the argument that certain people don't work nine to five. Certain people get off at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 8 a.m. They should have the same right as the person who gets off at five o'clock, 5 p.m. because it makes no sense. My 8 a.m. is someone else's 5 p.m. because of the hours that I've worked. And I've worked those shifts before. I think it would be fair for someone and who works those shifts, those hours, regardless of where you work, to be able to do that. That's your right. And now they're taking it away out of fear. So my thing is none of this should be here because of that. 
And then they, they made another argument about the ADA, the, the Disabled Act, you know, the American Disabled Act, I think is what it's called. Um, what that does is pretty much you, your, every building has to have like ramps and stuff for someone in a wheelchair. Well, not every person that's disabled is disabled enough to use a wheelchair. Some people are almost like vegetative or old people that have a hard time getting out of their vehicle in the first place to get into the wheelchair. It saves them time, energy, and pain, literal pain, to just stay in the car, get their medicine, and drive off. That's why Walgreens still has a drive-through. This is still medical. Don't forget that. Walgreens will sling you fentanyl through the window. Mm -hmm. But you know, you don't want me to buy cannabis, which isn't gonna kill me through a window. That's a little bit ridiculous. And to me, there was just a lot of fear-mongering. And I yeah. felt bad because I wasn't prepared to make some of these arguments and to make a statement. I said the best I could, but at the end of the day, it wasn't enough because we're not allowed to rebuttal. And sadly, the panel wasn't educated enough because they kept calling 24 plants when it was 12 plants. You know, there's one instant there to defend us. You know, it was, it was sad really to watch it and all of us were really hurt. Um, so if you are a walk-up retail or a drive-through retail only, Please contact your legislators. Let them know that you do not want that amendment in the bill. If that's the case, to kill the bill. And we'll try again next year for something else. What this tells us, too, is that we're going to have to find more fuel to fight this argument because this isn't the end. They're going to come for this. They're going to keep coming for this. And they're coming for our home grows, too. That was another thing that they wanted to do. They wanted to add another amendment in there, and it failed, to force us to get a license to grow cannabis. Yeah, I don't need a license to grow tomatoes, tobacco, to make beer in my garage, but I need a license to grow cannabis, and I don't know why. They wanted us to go online, like a hunting license, this and that. That's fine for hunting because hunting, you don't want people to kill all the animals. So having a license is makes sense. And we also have a poaching issue already. So that doesn't even fix the issue of yeah. what they're trying to fix in the first place. Like you have the licensing to fix the poaching and the overkilling when that's still an issue. So who's to say that this licensing is going to stop whatever issue that they're afraid of that's not even there. It's non-existent. So that's my thing. And I really want to get all the information out and then get your thoughts on this too. So sorry I you know talk so much, but I really want to get all that information. Hey, I was, no, no, it's good, man. I'm learning a lot. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm soaking up. So go, go ahead. No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much. That was pretty much the whole bill. What happened? Right. So I just kind of want to get your, your oh, insight from like the industry side. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, personally, I haven't had. I, I usually love the experience of going into the dispensary, so yeah. I haven't had the pleasure of using a drive-through yet. But I could definitely see how the convenience could work for the medical aspect and yeah. even if they decided to eliminate it for recreational patients i mean that's also very troublesome because it's like like you said a parent that can't leave their children in the car yeah. like shouldn't be leaving your dogs in the car either and i've been at the dispo and seen it yeah exactly multiple times yeah like, dude you know what i mean and that's not cool like you yeah. shouldn't be doing that stuff the, you can get in trouble for that yeah you know? yeah actually you know actual trouble for doing something bad and they are enabling you to do something bad if you you know we don't got those yeah. avenues to do those yeah. things and it just makes it more difficult for people They'll let buy. They'll let people buy McDonald's drive-through, and that's cancer in a cup. Right, exactly. You know, you know? I mean? and like so, I said, fentanyl through the window. <laughs> yeah, it's no you joke. Know? It's for real. You know, yeah, fentanyl, opioids, all these things that people are actually getting addicted to. They're yeah. ready to let that go like hotcakes. But I never understood. Not that I never understood, but you know, when there's so much literature and there's so much like actual research, how all of these politicians that you know, swear they're fighting at the forefronts for people are so misinformed. Like yeah. you said, fear mongering. Yeah. Like that's like the most ridiculous thing. Like I using misinformation to intimidate or to like 
you know, make somebody feel uneducated when yeah. you're actually spreading the misinformation. Yeah, it's when insane. you're the one not educated. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's nuts. It, it just blew my mind. I was like, none of this is true. Yeah, like, what like, the hell is going on? Like, like, why are these people in charge? Yeah, like, how, like how, oh, about this aspect of it. Like, you know, maybe you guys know something about this over here, but obviously this right here, y'all don't know nothing that's going on. You yeah, know what I mean, this it's how they say sometimes. Like, you gotta have an ear to the streets too, mm -hmm. and they're just so out of touch. Yeah, they are, and. What bothers me is they don't really have industry representation. And when they do, it's cherry-picked. You know, it's cherry-picked by a corporate, an MSO, or someone who, who purposely doesn't know much so they can do their agenda or whatever. Mm. They're never really getting experts in there. And I'm not saying me or whoever. I'm just saying an expert in the field. We need that on there. You know, not just someone from CCD, not just a lawyer, not just a lawmaker. Because the lawmakers, they're normally lawyers. You know, they're normally lawyers before they become lawmakers. You don't have to be a lawyer to be a lawmaker. That's just what they commonly are. I mean, there's some who were teachers before or a doctor. You know, it, the qualifications are really low to be a le legislator, to be honest. But most of them are lawyers because they understand law and how to write law, et cetera, et cetera. So it just makes sense for them. So some of them just don't know a lot on the topic. And so it's up to us. But it's also up to them to listen to us when we're trying to educate them. And it just seems like some of these legislators have just been not listening this whole time and refused. Because them sitting there and saying 24 plants when that is not the case at all, tells us everything. You know, like yeah. we were like, 24, what, what are they getting? What's what are you like, talking yeah. about? Yeah. Are we talking about something different? It, it wasn't <laughs> even until I left the hearing did I realize they didn't separate the mature and immature. What? Oh my God. They That's why they think we're going to have 24 pounds because they didn't tell them at no point will there be 24 plants immature because that is illegal. Yeah. It is illegal to have 24 mature plants growing. You can only have 12 total they mature. And they should have known that. Yeah. And they should have, it says it clear as day in the bill. So like the, the bill tells you which one, mature and immature. So I don't know how they missed that and wow. why. <clears throat> to me, it's an agenda thing. Wanted to get their, the bill passed a certain way or, you know, amendments at, um, added and all that. So, um, but that's pretty much SB6. I, I spent a lot of time on it because it's super important, y'all. I mean, this one needs to die. SB99 needs to pass. Um, I will leave with a caveat, though. There's one more bill I want to talk about. That's HB128. Now, this is the sister bill. It's the House version of SB6. Now, this one does not have that amendment to close drive throughs However, that's not to say that it can't happen. So in the next committee hearing that this House version is going to be in, there could be an amendment that's added into it that's similar or the same to this one. And then at some point, they're going to mesh them together. We need to fight that. That, does, that, shouldn't, that can't be added to this. And the reason why I'm saying that is this, is a, this version is supposed to be for the industry. And from my understanding, SB6 is for CCD. That's a CCD bill written by them. So it makes sense why they'd be okay with taking away drive-thrus. This one's for the industry, and the industry needs to fight in there and say, no, we need to have drive-thrus because it just makes sense on a medical purpose. Again, we don't have a medical alcohol industry. It doesn't exist. We have a medical cannabis industry. And to be honest, most states have medical cannabis. And this is something that New Mexico did that a lot of people love. And it's not even with the cells. It's just for convenience for the patient. You know, be it if you're in pain, unable to be in a wheelchair. And sometimes people are telling me those inclines on the ADAs are sometimes so steep, you can't wheel yourself up by yourself or you can't wheel up at all. You know, wow. so sometimes ADA is just a standard. And that's exactly what it is. It's just a standard that you have to get to. It doesn't mean that it's been tested to make sure that a, like a um, handicapped person can make it. It's just... An idea, like oh, they have a ramp. They should be able to make it they up with wheels, good. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do it on a bike, right? So that's one thing that I have a problem with the ADA and that argument is the fact that not everybody 
can use ADA compliant things because they are just that messed up physically, mm -hmm. you know, or even mentally, you know, some people don't want to be in a crowded place, you know, and that should be my choice as a consumer. If I don't want to be in a crowded place. I shouldn't have to be at all, you know, and so that should be my option. And that's why this scares me. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is a 30-day session, and some of these bills aren't going to pass, and I hope they don't because we just don't have time. Um, the session ends February 15th, a couple weeks away, um, but there's still plenty of time for these to pass somewhere, floor, whatever, and get the whole way. Um, both bills haven't made it out of their respective chambers yet, so they haven't gone to the other one. So they're still in the first process of the whole bill-making process and the law-making process. So keep that in mind. Um, we still have time. Just the fact, just because it went to that committee doesn't mean that it's going to be law or that it is law. This is just a proposal, pretty much, um, for a law. And if it does pass and the governor signs it, then it will become law. So that's one thing that a lot of people were confused about, and I wanted to clarify, too. And Do you have any questions yourself? No, I feel like that pretty much covered it all, what you were covering over the weekend and what you had going on. I mean... Um... I've always had like a decent understanding, I guess, about the process of how bills and laws get passed. But um, just to kind of see how involved we can get in the cannabis aspect is very cool. But yeah. at the same time, it is disheartening to hear how out of touch, yeah. you know, legislator, like legislative is right now. But, um, you know, I think that means there's only room for improvement, right? Yeah, 100%. You know, and it, with us fighting, you know, we're only going to get in a better place. And the reason why something like this gets added is because we remain silent. You know, it is okay to contact your representatives. It is okay to call them, to snail mail them, to set up a meeting with them. That is your right. They work for us. Don't forget that. They are our representatives. That's why they're called that. Um, so they're, they're making the laws for us, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like that. Because when they make a law, they're only going off of what they know or what they're told, unless they're told otherwise. Sometimes there's been a time where one or two people have told a legislator something and they changed it totally. So just keep that in mind. Um, but that's really all I had for those bills and the legislative update. Um, make sure you guys like, follow, and subscribe on my socials so that way you can stay up to date on all the most latest legislative stuff. As soon as it happens or as soon as someone sends it to me, I'm sharing it and it's going and I'm tagging them. I even tag AP over here. Yeah, um, And I'm back on the gram, so you'll see me reposting. I took a little mental health break, you know, just taking it easy off of there for a little bit. But I'm back on there, um, strictly cannabis on all platforms as well. And... Always sharing Invader Kush's, all that good stuff, you know, um, and you'll be able to use me also as a reference point for whatever he's putting out now. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, and, you know, within time, you know, maybe all of us will become, you know, uh, experts in the cannabis field and also in the lawmaking field and everything, you know, because if you're in the industry, you secretly signed up to be an advocate. And I'm sorry to tell you that. But, you know, now it's time for us to start acting like it. Um, before I leave, I do want to mention that um, there was a cannabis shop that was raided this past uh, week, Ooh. last week. Cannabis Revolution in Al Albuquerque. Two of their shops got raided. Um, come to find out they were doing a bunch of dirty stuff. So more on that will probably come out in the coming weeks. Um, I'm sure the reports and everything. I already saw the articles. I shared the article on my social so you guys can actually check it out now. Um, but actually not because at the time of recording... It's not going to come out till tomorrow, so it might not be there. So depending on what time you guys see it, um, it's there or it's not. But anyway, I want to thank you guys for watching again. Thank you for showing up. Hey, man. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you for having Heck me, yeah. man. It was, it was a blast. It was. Yeah, thank you. And, and before we go, I really want to, I want to thank my sponsor again, Quality Packaging, uh, for sponsoring this episode and for the whole month. It's been great. Um, I thank you guys so much. Um, Quality Customs, contact Josh Viegas at 575-571-6288 for inquiries or um, uh, quotes. Um, quality customs providing the cannabis industry with great packaging.
custom boxes, designs, and signs. Quality made men with quality made products. All right, guys, I'll see you again next week for another episode of Ashtag Grassy Logic, and we'll see what happens with this legislative process. I'll be back. Shoots.